This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Monday, February 13th. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has added COVID-19 vaccinations to a list of suggested routine immunizations, but they in no way mandate vaccines. The CDC's vaccine schedule, released Thursday, does not set requirements for vaccines in schools or in the workplace. State and local jurisdictions decide which immunizations are required for children attending schools and daycares. Medical and religious exemptions to vaccines are also allowed in many states, including Georgia. The changes in the vaccination schedule were published in the CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, and they include the addition of COVID primary series and recommendations on booster doses and updated guidance on several other vaccines, including influenza, pneumococcal, and MMR, measles, mumps, and rubella vaccines. The most talked about change is likely to be the addition of COVID vaccines to the schedule of routine vaccinations for both adults and children as young as six months of age. Boosters are also recommended for adults and children. In other news, the abrupt closure of Atlanta Medical Center in late October 2022 has forced a stunning surge of pregnant women to seek prenatal and delivery care at Grady Memorial Hospital, long the region's safety net hospital for poor, black, and medically vulnerable mothers and infants. Grady's chief medical officer, Robert Jansen, said the sudden influx of mothers and newborns has far exceeded the numbers that Grady officials expected, stressing the staffs for maternity and infant care, including those in intensive care. Numerous other pregnant women have turned to Emory University Midtown Hospital or are planning alternatives like home births. Piedmont Hospital, located in Buckhead, about six miles northwest of AMC and Grady, has felt little effect. For years, Grady and AMC have cared for Metro Atlanta's poorest and sickest residents, most of them black. That includes expectant mothers who have had little or no prenatal care, who are likely to be obese, malnourished, suffering with diabetes, high blood pressure, and asthma, all conditions that alone or in combination contribute to maternal deaths, premature births, and infant mortality. Up next, Governor Brian Kemp is taking steps to influence national politics in 2024 after resounding victories in the midterm made him a rising Republican political force, though a bid for president seems highly unlikely. The governor is seeking a more prominent role at the Republican Governors Association, which held meetings in Washington he attended this week. And he hired two national fundraisers for his newly formed political action committee, telegraphing his growing ambitions to shape federal politics. Despite some national buzz about a White House bid, Kemp hasn't shown any of the telltale signs that he's planning to run, such as hiring a staff-in-waiting for a national campaign or making a beeline to Iowa, New Hampshire, or other crucial early states in the GOP nomination process. And he has notably refused to endorse moving Georgia up in next year's vote for a Republican presidential nominee, a primary reshuffle that would stand to benefit him if he was seriously considering a bid for national office. Advisors see him as a potential running mate for any GOP nominee, but Donald Trump and many of his allies are convinced he will challenge Democratic U.S. Senator John Ossoff in 2026. And the ongoing efforts to remove toxic lead-contaminated soils from several historically black neighborhoods west of downtown Atlanta will get new funding. The Westside Lead Superfund site, located in the Vine City and English Avenue neighborhoods, is one of 22 polluted sites around the country to receive a portion of a $1 billion tranche of funds the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, said it is releasing to speed up remediation. 
Agency officials said Friday they have not determined exactly how much of the funding will go to the Westside lead site or how much it will accelerate the project. In the past, the EPA projected the cleanup would take until 2028 to complete and could cost nearly $50 million. The money comes from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, championed by President Joe Biden and passed by Congress in 2021, which allocated a total of $3.5 billion in new funding for super funds. Georgia Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock said the influx of funding from the law would help address a long-standing environmental justice and public health issue. Spoken Layer